So we're recording. Is that recording? We're ready to go. So, how did you end up here? This is Blank on Blank, where lost interviews come to life. Distributed by the Public Radio Exchange, prx.org. I'm David Gerlach. So what you're about to hear is pretty amazing. It's about believing in something that you see, even when others don't. Terry O'Neill, he's a rock and roll photographer. He's been taking pictures for decades. He was once married to actress Faye Dunaway. But he made his name uncovering the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and Elton John all long before they changed rock and roll music forever, long before they became huge stars. This interview, it comes to us from Josh Barron. He's the editor-in-chief of Relics Magazine. And we begin with Terry O'Neill. He's talking about life in London. It's the early 1960s. He's working for a newspaper. And at night, after work, he likes to check out some of the young rock and roll bands that are taking the stage. He takes pictures of the band. But his editors, back of the papers, they don't think these characters or their mugs are suitable for print. So here's what happened next. This is Blank on Blank. I only photograph musicians I like, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I got asked to do these Beatles, and, and, and the picture published, and the paper sold out. So the picture editor said to me, who? Well, who else is there out there? And I've been watching a group called the Rolling Stones who are playing down in the little town called Richmond. I want to be a man. So I told them about them and I wanted to photograph them. And they were horrified how they looked. So, you know, they said, God, aren't aren't there any good looking groups? David here, and just to note the obvious irony in that editorial observation, since Mick Jagger became one of the biggest sex symbols in rock and roll history, lips, hips, and all. But O'Neill says that when he photographed the Stones way back in 63, this was before they were big, the band was clearly still finding its way. It was even looking for its face. And as proof, he looks at one of those pictures from back then, and O'Neill says that Mick Jagger was still just one member of the band. You can see from that lineup who that Mick wasn't really the star of the group at the time, and the star was Brian Jones. When I photographed the Beatles for the first time, John Lennon was to the fore, and the other three were sort of behind him. You know what I mean? He was definitely the leader. But as time goes on, you know, the, the singer becomes the more of a star. So Terry O'Neill was making a name as a new breed of pop photographer. And now he was ready to make his mark across the Atlantic with American movie stars. And then when I was 24, I, I quit the job at the paper and, and came to work in, in L.A. You know, I wanted to go to Hollywood and I met people like Fred Astaire. And funnily enough, I mean, I was always friendly with the Beatles and Stones. And we all used to go to this club called the Adlib Club. And we used to sit and joke about what job are we going to get when all of this was over. O'Neill says that there was one other running joke at this club, a joke about when the game would be up for Mick Jagger. And we used to laugh behind his back saying, can you imagine Mick singing at 40? (laughs) And he's bloody nearly 70 still going. Um, Is there a difference in photographing musicians versus actors or royalty or or other people? Is there any... Well, they're more laid back and easier to do. I think I feel always at home, you know, I mean, with the Royal, it's more on a formal basis. I mean, the funny thing with movie stars is people think they make the picture. I mean, none of them really like being photographed, you know, it's a privilege, really. They don't mind the movie camera, but still cameras, not nothing. 
So you've really got to become friendly with them and, you know, break down their resistance. How does that work as a photographer? You know, how do you... Well, I think you sort of get a reputation and then the people open the door to you and, and, and it suddenly becomes easy. But you've got to get the reputation, you know. Right. And I was just obviously taking the right sort of pictures. <laughs> so it all worked. Yeah. I mean, I was one of the first people. When I first went to Hollywood, I was using 35 mil. And they'd never seen that there. All the stills man used, you know, these 5.4s and 10.8s and God knows what. Very intrusive. Yeah. So I, and I was going around with a 35 mil. And people loved that because it was all so easy. Right. You know, it wasn't a big deal to do sort of natural, candid photos. People loved that, and that really opened up Hollywood to me. When I came back to England, they, you know, the the whole music industry was dead. So, and I was known for picking out great musicians or future great. And they said, who's great? And I said, well, I'd heard this kid called Elton John. I think he's American. Well, it turned out he was English. So I went to photograph him, and nobody really wanted to publish the pictures, and, and Vogue magazine published one, and that started the whole thing off. V- Vogue did, you said? Yeah. I mean, all, all the papers thought he wasn't attractive and all the rest of it, but I, I, th- I thought he's one of the greatest piano players I'd ever heard, and I thought he was fab. I really got behind him, and so, of course, I ended up doing a lot of work with him. That's photographer Terry O'Neill on why he took pictures of the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and Elton John long before they were famous. And this is Blank on Blank. I do want to thank Josh Barron, the editor-in-chief of Relics Magazine, for adding his interview to the archive. Now for more interviews that you can hear nowhere else, head over to blankonblank.org. I'm David Gerlach. Keep listening. Blank on Blank is distributed by the Public Radio Exchange, prx.org. Oh, 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 o